Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Going bell to bell with the best in professional wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's get to all the exciting pro wrestling action and bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. Oh, it's, it was an hour so nice. We're going to do it twice. Welcome back to the Mark Hoke Show, everybody, here on KDON 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. Of course, streaming on that Odyssey app and live streaming on YouTube and Facebook. Just search the Mark Hoke Show and you'll find me and all of our crazy cast of characters we have in here week to week. And, of course, this week, well, and he was here last week, too. Our good friend from Sports Guys Talking Wrestling in Austin, Texas, Stu Myrick, is in the house again. What's up, Stu? Mark, I enjoyed the first hour, so I'm going to stick around and do another hour. Well, I appreciate that. You're a good guy. Oh, look at that. He's blushing, everybody. I try. Blushing through that amazing silky white beard that he's sporting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The chicks dig it. What can we say? We'll see. <laughs> and trying to meet some nice girls out in Greensboro, I'm sure. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get you in trouble, Stu. It's all good. Of course. But, of course, we're going to wrap up our discussion on the WWE Elimination Chamber. And, of course, we had some other things happening in pro wrestling as well this day. And, oh, boy, we've got so much to talk about yet. I, I hope we can get it all in. But the men's match, that was the last one we didn't get to talk about drew McIntyre brings home the elimination chamber victory. So he will be heading to into face Seth Rollins in Philadelphia at WrestleMania. I don't think that was too much of a surprise to anybody, but was there anything else in the match that surprised you, Stu? We had a little Logan Paul incident with Randy Orton and, uh, yeah. then we had a little incident with AJ styles coming into the cage and, uh, beating up LA Knight. Yeah, first of all, you fly AJ Styles halfway across the world just to do the run in on on LA Knight, and that was uh, yeah, that was a choice. Sure, I get that. <laughs> um, don't know why you couldn't wait until you know SmackDown to start that program, but okay, sure. Um, Logan Paul was apparently he would do these little you know fog up the 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 pod wall and then draw and then he drew something about kevin owens and such um randy orton it, it looked like he was favoring his back quite a bit i'm hoping that was purely you know uh work and hopefully he is fine we'll see um it does feel like First of all, yes, Drew McIntyre winning again. Heavy odds on favorite. So we will get Drew versus Seth for the world title at at Mania. Um, It feels like Logan Paul could see a triple threat with Randy Orton and Kevin Owens for that U.S. title at at Mania. Um, We'll see if, you know, if that develops or if it's – or if Randy Orton, you know – legitimately injured his back then you'll just you'll be logan versus kevin um 
the rest of it was textbook. Uh, it, you know, kind of fun how, you know, uh, Bobby Lashley was selling the arm injury that he suffered the night before on SmackDown. Uh, so that was, so we'll see, we see what develops out of that. Um, the interesting thing is going to be, so, you know, there has been this, you know, widely held rumor that Seth Rollins is going to join up with Cody Rhodes in a tag team match against the Rock and Roman Reigns. Okay, so then you're going to have Seth versus Drew. So Seth's going to work twice. Cody's going to work twice. Roman's going to work twice. Do you have Drew work twice? I, I, I almost say no only because Drew is doing this whole, you know, I'm not responsible for the, you know, bad things that are, that are happening to my opponents. I'm just going to take advantage of them. So we'll see, but yeah, you know, drew winning expected. We'll see drew and Seth. Um, it looks like Seth might be close to at least being cleared. He, he was able to do the curb stomp on Austin theory during that Grayson Waller effect segment. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how, how Seth looks in the ring when we get to Philadelphia. Yeah. That's going to be intriguing too, because you know, you have Seth coming off a knee injury and it's going to have to work twice, but how is, you know, how are you going to schedule that, that he works twice? Is he going to go because, you know, because really that should be a, if you have that tag match, that really should be a main event night one match. So then are you going to throw him to open night two, but then what are you doing with Becky and Rhea? And this is, I'm sorry, but the rock sticking his nose in this thing has really made this a little bit confusing. It It has taken away what should have been a very simple, easy WrestleMania to schedule and has made this very difficult. And I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how the, juggle all this i i don't know i i'm well i'm gonna trust the pros on this but this is gonna be a a weird <laughs> juxtaposition of how you're going to plan this whole card out i agree i almost feel like you should if you're gonna do the first of all so we saw during the grace waller fit cody rhodes did challenge the rock to a one-on-one match Seth then says, Hey, I'll have your back. Cause you know, the blood when one member of the bloodline is there, you're going to have multiple. It feels like that will eventually get turned into this tag match. Just for the sake of maximizing, maximizing the amount of time in between mm-hmm. matches. I it would not shock me in the least to see them open night one with Rock and Roman versus Cody and Seth. Hmm. Yeah. Because that way you've got you got the maximum amount of time for Cody and Roman. Because you know that's going to main event night two. 
pretty sure Seth and Drew will be night two. And I, it would not, again, would not shock me in the least if that opens night two. Then you leave the main event slot for night one to one of the women's title matches. Now, they kept saying during the Royal Rumble, the winner of the women's Royal Rumble will main event WrestleMania. So, if you follow that logic, it's going to be Bailey and Io Sky. But we also know the hotter match is Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch. So whichever one they choose, I don't, I don't think you're going to get too much of an argument either way. Yes, people argue because it's pro wrestling and people do that. Yeah, but I can, I can just as easily justify either match having that night one main event slot. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of main events and not a lot of uh, spots to have a main event. So that'll be intriguing. I'm I'm going to be very curious to see how they work all that out. So the road to WrestleMania gets bumpier and bumpier as we roll along. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Dwayne and the boys handle all this to say the least. It's going to be fun, but either way, we're going to get a lot of good wrestling in Philadelphia. So it should be a great time coming up here at the beginning of April. So, Get ready to head down to the city of brotherly love. It's well, if you're if you're that kind of brother, you know, <laughs> if if you hang out with me, you're okay. I got you. All right, but you know, don't don't wear your cowboy stuff, or Stu. You're not going to be a well. You here's will, the you thing: will, you, you're going to get your head bounced off the Liberty Bell. No, I will not. I <laughs> I know better. Uh, and besides, <laughs> you know, it's been pounded into me. You know, again, working so long in sports radio. Whenever you go to a stadium as a me as a media member, you don't wear any team logo stuff. So you know, I mean, you won't even find me in Longhorn stuff. Now, I do have a burnt orange sports guys talking wrestling shirt that I wear, but it has nothing on there that you know that uh, that has you know don't you don't see Bevo, you don't see the Longhorn or whatever. However, as as bad luck can have it. <laughs> I actually have an engagement that very weekend. It's going to prevent me from making it to Philadelphia. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. So oh, I, uh, I'm going to be tied up with something else. And so I will be watching from, from here in central Texas. Uh, I'm sure it'll be fun. Uh, you know, where WrestleMania weekend is always crazy. We also know ring of honor, super card of honor will happen that weekend. They're going to have, you know, the independent wrestling shows at 2300 Arena. Of course, WrestleCon's always always a hoot. But unfortunately, I'm going to be I'm going to be busy, so I will be I will be uh like I said, checking it out from here in Central Texas. Well, before we get to the other things that happened over the weekend, I one tiny note. Mm-hmm. Dustin Rhodes is going to be at WrestleCon. Yes, we mentioned yes. about. I know, oh, I know it can't happen. I know it shouldn't happen, but he's gonna be in town. He's gonna be in town. Could there? Oh, it's a one percent chance. Dustin making an appearance at WrestleMania. Oh, he's gonna I, be there. He is gonna be there. Look, um, sorry, I'm dreaming. I, that's okay. No, I, and I know he was he was in Los Angeles last year. 
Um, he will be there. He will be at WrestleCon on behalf of the Dusty Rhodes Foundation. Um, I, I actually, I'll actually uh, be be with him here in about three weeks because we're gonna uh, record the um, Rhodes Wrestling Academy Student Showcase. Uh, so I'll be with him then. Um, I know he will be in Philadelphia. It would not surprise me if he is at Lincoln Financial Field, uh, especially on night two. Um, he will probably be holed up probably backstage or something. Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see, God, I don't, awesome. see, I don't see, you know, an appearance by Dustin. Uh, on on the TV screen, you know, at Mania, because you know, there's, I just don't see it. But hey, I know, you know I know, I get it's a dream. It is a dream. It's an American dream. It's there an American go. dream. Well, now for the other things that happened over this weekend, a lot of guys who were in WWE had a pretty good weekend. Mm-hmm. Some I am absolutely shocked at what happened as of course Mustafa Ali rolls into TNA his debut match wins the X division title from Chris Saban at TNA's no surrender and even more surprising well Nick Nemeth winning the let me make sure I get this right he beats uh, Dave Finley to win the IWGP global heavyweight championship but this one absolutely blew me away Matt Riddle shows up and he beats here uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi to win the New Japan TV Championship. Are you kidding me? You, I mean, th- these are guys that you just would never have expected to. I mean, you, are they showing up at these places? Okay, I get it. But winning titles like that? Wow. Yeah, interesting that they that both New Japan and TNA pulled the trigger so quickly on these. I mean, these three guys, they were in WWE, you know, as as recent as six months ago. And now you've got all three of them winning titles. Nick Nemeth, and we saw, you know, we saw the beginning of that program at uh, Wrestle Kingdom with the altercation that he had with David Finley as David Finley was coming, you know, was walking back from the ring after his victory, after winning that title, uh, which is the, that's the replacement for the U S slash UK heavyweight title. Right. Uh, so interesting that new Japan pulls the trigger so quickly to put that title on Nick Nemeth, the former Dolph Ziggler. I don't, and I don't know. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's a reflection on hey we're going to go with the hot hand while he's here or is it a reflection on David Finley who is a who is a solid fantastic worker um I mean I guess we will see how it develops over the weeks to come same thing Matt Riddle taking the New Japan World TV title off Hiroshi Tanahashi that one actually makes a little more sense only because I thought it was I thought it was a little odd that they put the title on Tanahashi to begin with, especially now that he is the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that one 
I'm surprised. I'm not as surprised as Nick Nemeth. That's so. Um, and I wonder in Matt Riddle, you know, he's so now he's he's in New Japan as the new New Japan TV champion. He's also been working Major League Wrestling. Uh, we'll see where else he ends up. Uh, same thing with Mustafali and Nick Nemeth. Uh, but yeah, uh, a very active weekend for guys that are former WWE superstars. Yeah, and I think one thing that it shows is that even if you have bad things happen to you in WWE, there's a whole world out there. There is a whole world of pro wrestling, unlike maybe even what it was you know, five years ago, that it's your career's not over. You know, maybe back in a while back, you know, you wouldn't have had maybe even that open door chance to to really make a splash in New Japan even. You know, it was it was a, a lot harder for American wrestlers to get in over there. But now the opportunities are so plentiful. It is incredible. And for all these guys to have landed in spots where not only do they get a chance to win titles, but it's but people are paying attention to it. You know, and you a guy somebody goes to Impact and shows up or you know what used to be Impact now TNA. People are like, eh, okay, you know, they, and people didn't really, it didn't really show up on the radar. You know what I mean? It was like it happened, okay, you know. But now people actually care about it. I mean, these are these are some pretty big deals at this point. So it's it's a, I think it's a great thing for to to remind everybody that the world doesn't end start and end anymore at WWE's doorstep. You know, with AEW and everybody else. I mean, pretty pretty impressive stuff there for everybody to just keep in mind that you have a whole group of places you can go and succeed. So, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it it's. I was talking to somebody about the independent scene, and it feels like you know the independent scene has definitely recovered from the from the um, um, from the COVID era, from the pandemic, and. I think we're seeing not only the independent scene rising up, but you're seeing TNA, Ring of Honor, Major League Wrestling, New Japan, all these companies raising their profile. Uh, and now, like you said, I think the wrestling scene is as hot as it has been in in quite a long time. Yeah, pretty cool. So three, three of the castaways finding uh finding safe ground so congratulations to all three of them well deserved congratulations to matt riddle mustafa ali and uh nick namathon winning some championships and uh we're kind of a championship team right here Stu and i don't have a tag title but we'll have to make one i'm mark oak on the mark oak show here on k dawn Stu myrick from sports guys talking wrestling sitting in with me and when we come back well we have another tag team that got nailed on some interviews this week that we're going to talk about John Cena and uh, Randy Orton discussing Vince McMahon eh, may not have gone so well. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back on KDON 101.5 FM to talk Las Vegas. 101.5 FM KDON. 
This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, kids, let's keep it rolling here on KDON, 101.5 FM, Talk of Las Vegas. Mark Hoke Show, best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. And I've got my good pal, Stu Myrick, sitting in because he's a radio junkie and he just can't get enough. Boy, howdy. Hey, there you go. Of course, from Sports Guys Talking Wrestling out of Austin, Texas. Very happy to have him joining me for the entire show. As you can hear, my voice is starting to crack a little bit. Hanging in there. Stu, I was down for the count yesterday, brother. Wasn't good. You got you got this though. I mean, yeah, you know what? You know, that bell rings and it's like off you go. That's right. Kind of how it works. Well, we had a couple of interviews come out this week with John Cena and Randy Orton who were discussing Vince McMahon and, of course, this big scandal with the lawsuit with Janelle Lewis. And this was uh, obviously a very, well, not a good situation to say the least. Of course, a very lurid filing that came out. And uh, John Cena started things off on an interview with Howard Stern. I don't know what happened to Howard Stern because Howard, uh, I listened to the clip and Howard just kind of sat there going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I not, not the Howard Stern we used to know, but John did not come off well in this and caught a lot of flag and his, his basic tenet in this whole thing was, well, Vince was my friend and you know, you, you stick with your friends and we'll see where the fallout goes from there was pretty much the gist of it. Randy did interviews with New York post and sports illustrated and had a little better answer to it, but his was, you know, this was the guy that gave me second and third chances, you know, worked with him for, you know, for all this time, you know, but boy, when you read that, it sounds terrible and, and we'll, We'll see where this goes to, but it's hard to believe this is the same guy that I work with. Both of them got ripped, especially Cena for not even acknowledging the victim. And, you know, this this didn't go well for either of these guys. Now, in John's case, you know, John is pretty stoic when he answers questions like this. But, <sighs> Stu, what did you think about how these interviews went out? Because, boy, people did not take them well. You know, I... I don't. I, it's it's one of those things where, and I think it falls along, for lack of a better term, generational lines. The long time superstar that's been there for you know a decade or two, and and you know especially those that have done well in WWE. I'm not sure you're gonna get a lot of vitriol uh, against Vince. Obviously, the younger superstars, the ones that have come on in the last five years, yeah, they're going to. But how do they, how should they handle it? It's, you know, I, I get the loyalty but there's got to be some sort of admission where 
you know, uh, of disgust or, or just, you know, just, it's, it's not a good look when you keep saying over and over, well, he's my friend, da, 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 whatever. Look, I get it. He was instrumental in making, you know, who you are today. But you should still have, you should still have the, the, the umbrance to also say he may be my friend, but if all the, if all these allegations are true, then yeah, there needs to be action. And, and, and that's, and that's kind of, you know, that's, it's going to be a very tight rope, very tight rope that the older superstars are going to walk when they have to answer questions about Vince, about the allegations, about the lawsuits. Um, it, they're going to have to walk that tight rope. And I don't, I don't envy envy them one bit. Um, it is definitely a black eye on the pro wrestling industry. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't, exa- you know, it's one of those things where I don't expect much when you interview a John Cena or Randy Orton or even, you know, Undertaker or whoever, I don't expect, you know, a lot of vitriol. I expect kind of, you know, like I said, they're, they're gonna, they, but they've got to find that fine line yeah it's it's a very difficult position for them because obviously you know this is the person that made their careers and they wouldn't be where they are without him but at the same time obviously you know they're they're in a position where you know who knows what they knew and what they didn't Mm -hmm. and boy i and i and I, i do feel bad for them to be in that spot because they're being asked to defend the indefensible. But at the same time, you know, this is a person that I would imagine they do consider a good friend. And, you know, you don't want to believe that about a good friend. You know, I, I, you know, I, I was in a spot like that a while ago with, uh, with, with, with two people that I used to work with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't want to believe that they did something incredibly stupid. And, you know, well, you know, let me, you know, let me check. Let me, let me figure this out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to just throw them under the bus right away. And, you know, but, but this, this evidence seems pretty overwhelming, but the, you know, so you don't, so you don't want to come out and say, well, you know, I believe this and, and all that. And then, then you lose your friendship. And what happens if it was a lie? Now, I, I don't, the, the way that lawsuit looks, it doesn't look like a lie to me. It really doesn't. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire. You're yeah, right. So it's, it's a tough spot for them. And, uh, you know, I, while I, I think that there should have been some more acknowledgement of the victims, especially in John's case, I, I do have a little sympathy for the spot that they're in. So, you know, I, and I agree with you. I think that, I think the younger the person, I think the less, the less sympathy they're going to get. So yeah, it's a, but yeah, tough spot. 
definitely a tough spot for those guys. So, and it's going to be for a while. And 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 something you said about, you know, what did they know? And that's been a big question, not only of them but of people like Triple H, like Stephanie McMahon. There was yeah. a lot of talk about when Vince got ousted. Let's bring Stephanie back. Well, how much did she know? And now that talk has started has quieted down quite a bit. And that's. You know, a lot of that is going to come out as this lawsuit progresses. Who knew what? How much did they know? You know, uh, who turned a blind eye to it? And the Ashley Massaro stuff, uh, you know, certainly turned up the heat on everybody, too. And, you know, we've seen a lot of people, you know, I believe it was Paul London came out and was saying some stuff about that. And you you know, when that stuff's going on in a pretty public situation in hotel rooms and things like that, you gotta, you gotta know that people knew stuff was happening and, you know, people, it's hard to imagine that the word's not getting around the locker room, you know, it's just, it's just bad overall. And, you know, hopefully they can get this cleaned up and moved on, but, uh, but yeah, Triple H is going to be in a tough spot, and, and I'm sure that's probably part of the reason that Stephanie hasn't been immediately invited back to the company or anything like that. The McMahon name right now, it's it's not good, not good at all. You're right. You're absolutely right. And Triple H is going to get you know, look, there's going to be we know there's going to be a press conference after WrestleMania. He's going to get asked about it just like he was after the Royal Rumble. Uh, and I think that's going to carry on as long as, you know, this lawsuit is still active. That's going to carry on. There are those that are going to want to know, what did he know? You know, and, and, uh, yeah, because not only, yeah. not only was he an executive here now, but yeah, you know, he was in the locker room. Don't tell me he didn't, didn't see all this and he was dating Stephanie. You know, so I'm, I'm sure there was chatter, you know, it wasn't like, Stephanie didn't, didn't just not tell him things that were happening. So, yeah, yeah. kind of a mess. But, yeah, everybody's going to be in some precarious positions, to say the least, over the next uh, year or so as as this goes on. But, you know, I mean, the, and the, the, the really funny part to me, I shouldn't say funny, but uh, odd part to me about this is Vince could settle all this tomorrow. They could come to an agreement tomorrow and all this goes away. All this goes away. To a point anyway. You know? I was gonna say it won't it won't totally go away because there will always be the suspicions. There will always be the But you're right. He you know, he would have to pony up a lot of money. But yeah, there is a there is a settlement possible. I I wonder how willing he is. Um, how much, you know, how much would he give up? You know, having seen Vince over the last, you know, few decades, he feels kind of that he feels like kind of one of those that, you know, he feels he's untouchable. He's Teflon. Um, and it might be that this is going to be the opportunity to, to you know, 
make him realize, no, he's not. Yeah. And and I'm sure TKO group would probably like to make this go away too. So they oh, may they, they may be willing to throw a little money in the pot here and and whatever the other lawsuits that are flying around too, they may be willing to just write some checks and get this over with and finish it up mm-hmm. before anything else gets into the public. As God knows what else is out there. So very very tenuous situation going on with WWE, TKO Group, and Vince McMahon. Well, let's talk about some fun stuff real quick before we head to break because I want to make sure we get to preview a little bit of AEW Revolution before we go. But I think the biggest development in AEW right now is this new recruit that has been drawn into the fold. That is Jennifer Peppermint, who used to be a writer for WWE has now been brought into AEW, a multi-time Emmy winner, did soap opera writing and also some other TV shows. And Tony Khan has brought her in to do writing for AEW now and is apparently going to be working very tightly with Mercedes Monet. Mm -hmm. Even Eric Bischoff, who has been ripping AEW to shreds for, well, since... Eternity, it seems like, highly approves of this move. And a lot of people think this is going to be a game changer for AEW. Stu, what do you think of this hire? Um, I'm taking a wait-and-see approach. AEW has, they, you know, Tony Khan likes to present AEW as a sports-based promotion. They want to present it like a sport. Which I like, but I know that's probably not the most popular face they could put on. Um, And there has been some criticism about having, you know, lack of stories in, you know, in, in AEW. Uh, matches coming up just because I get that. Can Jennifer Pepperman, can she, can she fix it? We'll see. I hope that they can find that. They can find that balance where they've got stories, but it's still, you know, the sport. It's still the quest for that world title or TNT title or whatever. They've got to find that balance. I think they can do it, especially with Jennifer and Tony. I think there's a way they can do it. And, um, I'll, you know, I'll look forward to see what they, what they develop. Yeah. I think the one, I think there's two things that AEW needs to do that, that WWE is doing right now very well. I think one is to develop some some better stories. I think that's you you have the talent and you get the matches. But I think that one thing that has clearly driven WWE's ratings back was you know the Bloodline story and some of the other ones that that came along beside it. And I you you've had these dream matches and these terrific I and mean, you've got great bouts. There has to be something to draw it together. 
Now you have an NFL season, and there's you know it's the NFL season court culminates in a Super Bowl, and it all every game kind of goes into that that puzzle. And one thing that WWE has is they have WrestleMania. Everything while you have things going on through the year, it culminates at that point. And I don't know if AEW has while they have all in. I don't know if AEW has something that kind of culminates. You know what I mean? It it doesn't all draw together and have a season. And I think that if AEW figures out a way to have stories and then kind of have an end point and then a reset like WWE has, I think they're going to be a lot better off. So I, I, that's kind of what I would like to see because I think, you know, I think if you just start, you keep throwing great matches out there, that's one thing, but there's got to be a motivation behind those matches. You can't just say, Hey, look, we've got, you know, we've got Brian Danielson and, and so-and-so wrestling tonight. And yeah, it sounds like a great match, but at the same time, what's why are there has to be a why behind it. Any great sporting event is better when there's a why behind it. Would you know, you would, you would think. And, if if there's a rivalry, if there's there's something to draw you in emotionally, it's better. So, you know, I, I I think that if AEW finds the way to pull you in a little bit more, then it's just so and so against so and so. They're going to be a lot better off, and and I and I think this is a great hire for them. I really do, and I I think she's going to be able to help them out with that. And I think what AEW needs to do, they need to figure out what's their WrestleMania. Is it double or nothing? Is it all in? Is it all out? They need to figure that out and then work back from it. Right. And I that was for the longest time, that's how they did WrestleMania. You think of WrestleMania, what you want on WrestleMania, work backwards to figure out how you want to get to that point. Yeah. And and unfortunately, as great, as huge a show as all in is, I don't think you can make it all in because it's it's overseas. Uh, it's you're going to be depriving all the American fans of trying to get you know everybody trying to get over to London. That's that's not ideal. I think you've got to pick one of the ones here in USA. And and I'll tell you what, double or nothing wouldn't be a bad one, especially considering you know the, the city that it's in. We got it. You know if you if you decide you're going to keep it here, but. Anyway, there's my plug for Las Vegas. All right, let's uh, take one more break. And uh, when we come back, the Las Vegas uh, Convention Center and Tourism Bureau is going to write me my check. And we'll come back, wrap this up with Stu Myrick here on the Mark Hoke Show. Stick around, everybody. We've got a whole lot more from the world of pro wrestling on KDON. 101.5 FM, the talk of Las Vegas. We'll be right back. One zero one five FM K Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now here again is Mark Hoke. All right, let's do this one more time, and then I can go and pass out for a little while. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. A little little under the weather, but hanging in there for everybody. The best in pro wrestling news and entertainment. Stu Myrick sitting in with me as well. Hell of a great American. 
love him to death. Sports guys talking wrestling. You can check out that show on well, pretty much every media outlet. It's all over the place, and of course on the Odyssey app, which would yeah. be the ideal A U D A C Y. So you can find both our shows there. I mean, Absolutely, it's perfect. Absolutely. Plus, it yeah. makes it makes our bosses happy. <laughs> so Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. There you go. So perfect. By the way, I got a uh, got a message on uh, I believe Facebook uh, that said uh, Gary Johnson said, "Don't make the Rock mad." I think it's too late for that. And by the way, I don't care if I make the Rock mad. Rock can come down here to the studio. He's not very far away. He and I can have a chat anytime he wants. Absolutely. There's plenty of room down here at the Cadon Studios. You know? Yeah. I that that'd be fun. I'm, I've talked to his mother. I, I've never talked to him, but I've met his mother. Yeah, anytime anytime Mr. Johnson would like to have a discussion with me. You know, we've got the got a couple clips up and the one one of the clips really uh, took off this week. So, <laughs> and of course, I was criticizing him so for that promo last week. So, kablooey. That's the way it goes. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, right? Uh, why is it that every time I rip on, on the rock or the bloodline, it, it always takes off? It's amazing. See, and that's the thing. I have, I have felt since SummerSlam that the bloodline stories jumped the shark. I felt it's time to it's time to start, you know, pulling that thing apart. So, Stu, but hey, what do I know, Stu? I don't think you're going to get your wish, brother. <laughs> I I think there's going to be many more bloodliners flying around after WrestleMania. Just call it a hunch. I well, but, you know, I am still of the hope that Cody will finish his story at WrestleMania. Um, and I've got a theory about it um i don't know how likely it is it may just be fancy booking but i've got a theory that blends to cody wins and this you know rock mentioned the long game because you know and and that would be because they're going to do the rock versus roman reigns at wrestlemania 41 possibility i think it's going to happen at some point but yeah we'll see of course, it would be even worse if Cody doesn't win in Philadelphia. There'd be a riot. There would be a riot. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, we've got AEW Revolution coming up uh, next uh, next Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, and it should be a terrific card. Of course, Sting hanging it up after this is all over. What are you most looking forward to? Because this card is uh, pretty much loaded up now, and we've got a few, about the three minutes. So, what are you thinking, Stu? You know, I, I mentioned at the top of the show, of course, I am looking forward to see Sting in his final match. Uh, I watched him for 40-plus years. So um, outside of that, Will Ospreay making his, you know, in-ring debut for AEW, taking on Kaneske Takeshita. That should be an interesting match, and I'm wondering if this is going to be some sort of Swerve as far as Osprey goes, he's you know not gonna you know he'll find himself out of the Don Callis family. Um, the tag team match FTR versus Moxley and and uh, Castagnoli, I think that's going to be hard hitting. I think that's going to be 
that's gonna be one of those just you know just strap on strap back and let it fly the one the the match that is most intriguing they announce is kind of off you know kind of just at a side the meat madness oh there you go you know it started off with wardlow and that promo which probably one of the best promos he's cut in his time in AEW. And now that match is going to include Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Lance Archer, former Texas State quarterback, by the way. There you go. Played for the Bobcats back in the day. Uh, we'll see if that match grows any. I don't even know what what is involved in that match. Is it just going to be a straight triple threat with three big guys or – are you going to have more? I'm intrigued by that. So we'll see uh, Eddie Kingston defending the Continental Crown Championship against Brian Danielson. Um, I, I'm intrigued in the story with that, the, this long, <clears throat> long-standing disrespect between Danielson and Kingston. So, Oh, you got the cough. It's all good. <laughs> I gave it to you. You know, I'll tell you, the one, the one that I'm really looking forward to is the uh, Christian Cage and Daniel Garcia situation after Christian gave out the grave site for apparently for Daniel Garcia's father. That one's a, that one was pretty tricky on his part. So I'm, I'm intrigued to see if there's going to be some sort of father's storyline on that because that one was a, that was a Christian classic promo right there. That one got Daniel Garcia a little hot. So should be a great one coming up for me. W will look forward to that. And uh, hopefully, Stu, you're okay there. <laughs> yeah, just a little tickle. That's, That's all. It's all good. Stu, thank you. And, of course, uh, once again, Sports Guys Talking Wrestling. Great show. Make sure you guys check it out. Thank you so much for coming on the show, my friend. Thank you. I look I always look forward to it. Enjoy chopping it up with you. You got it. All right, guys, we will see you next week on the Mark Hoke Show. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. Have a great day, Las Vegas. We'll, and, and make sure you download those podcasts, markhokeshow.podbean.com. Follow us on X slash Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. Subscribe to us on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. We've got all sorts of terrific stuff up there, live streams, and, of course, our clips and everything else. We'll see you next week. Have a great day, Las Vegas. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.